بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد This is the discussion of death There is a poem here which we have discussed previously also of Hazrat Khaji Aziz Hasan Majzub rahmatullah alayhi but just before that one aspect that is mentioned here that Usman radiyallahu ta'ala anhu used to weep so bitterly when mention was made of the grave that his blessed beard used to get wet as was explained before even though rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is sinless yet the duas of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam are filled with seeking refuge from the punishment of the grave in order to teach people to seek protection from it for this reason there is a saying of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam which was mentioned previously that wait not for the fear of leaving your deceased unburied i would have made dua to allah taala to let you hear the punishment of the grave as a matter of fact these punishments are the demand of justice for the human being for the human being has been set into this world for the sake of ibadat only and together with all the physical and material bounties of allah taala allah taala has explicitly shown that he is coming into this world is solely for the ibadat of allah taala allah taala says i have not created the jinn and the human kind but that they may worship me this is the object and the purpose that insan has been created wama khalaqtul jinna wal insa illa liya'budun so this is allah taala's grace allah taala's mercy that allah taala has made many things permissible for this insan to still enjoy and benefit from but ultimately this is his object a person goes to study goes to school or somebody goes to some tertiary institution so his objective of going to that particular place is that he now wants to acquire that degree he wants to acquire that certificate so that is what he is going for in the interim there might be other things that he might also sometimes be part of he might have some time with his friends also he might have some time to be sitting and eating he might have some time to relax all that will happen but throughout all that whatever he might be doing he never loses sight of the fact that he is there for achieving that certificate that degree whatever the case may be if somebody comes and he excels in all the extracurricular things he is now getting lot of certificates for his other things extracurricular activities but at the end of the day the time for the degree came he failed so any same person intelligent person would not regard this as a successful thing or something great wonders were achieved that he achieved a lot of uh, merits in all the extracurricular things what he came for is the thing he should have been focusing most on and mainly on and that should be dictating what happens elsewhere also so likewise we will also enjoy the benefits the bounties allah taala has blessed us with we will earn our risk in the way that allah taala has commanded and permitted but in all this we should never lose sight of why we here in dunya what is our objective and what is the purpose of being here and that is to recognize allah taala this is a poem of khaja aziz hasan majzub rahmatullah alayhi in urdu the message and the lesson here again is same the remembrance of death 
But in this he brings many, many lessons also. So he says, Jahame he ibrad ke harsu namune, magar tujko anda kiya rango bune, kabi ghor se bhi ye dekha hai tune, jo maamur the wo mahal ab hai sune. In this world there are hundred exemplary lessons, but color and smell has rendered you blind. There are many, many lessons to take from things around us. But color and smell refers here to all the glitter and glamour of the world. A lot of things are very, very attractive, very glamorous, very, very enticing. So a person gets caught up in this glitter and glamour and he fails to take the lesson of things around him. A person might go to attend a janazah. He's gone to attend a janazah that is a most stark reminder of death. But now, let's just say now outside, sometimes there's the parking arrangement inside the Kabristan. Many places this is the case where there's a very big Kabristan. So a lot of the cars park inside the Kabristan also. So now he's walking into the Kabristan. He's right in the Kabristan. He's gone to attend a janazah. But by chance suddenly you see somebody came in one very, very fancy car, something very, well, one of the cars that are not normally driven around. One Ferrari is parked there or something. Uh, he's inside the Qabristan. He's come to attend a janazah. But does he now suddenly get distracted and he's looking at this car and he's now caught up in the, well, what a car this is and so on and so forth. This is the issue that right here inside the Qabristan, in sight of graves, having perhaps just helped to carry the janaza, or the janaza is still in front of him, being carried by others maybe. But how he got distracted by this here? In this place where he should be so engrossed in the remembrance of his own death. Now this is what is referred to here, that this is right inside the Qabristan. This is on an occasion of a janaza. This is when he has just carried somebody who has just passed away on his own shoulders. And in that instant also, he is so caught up in dunya. He is so attracted and his heart is so attached to these things that that grabbed his heart. So when he is outside the Qabristan, when this is no immediate reminder of death in front of him, then what will happen? So this is the aspect that we are supposed to be taking a lesson from all these things. But unfortunately, this glitter and glamour of dunya makes us unmindful and makes us forget all this. Now therefore, he says that, Kabi ghor se bhi ye dekha hai tune, jo maamur the wo mahal ab hai sune. Have you ever thought carefully? Have you ever looked carefully? How many places were well inhabited? How many palaces? How many mansions? How many huge homes? Were very full of people. But what is the case now? It's all become desolate. One after the other, everybody passed away. Once, one pious person went into the court of the king and he said that, is this a musafir khana? Is this a place for travelers? So the king got upset. This person was somebody divinely inspired. He wasn't just somebody who just didn't know what he's saying. They asked him that, is this a, people used to, those days there used to be many of these kind of places that uh, used to be built specially for the purpose of traveling people. They would come, they would spend a night there and carry on. Up to now, in many places in India, there are these musafir khanas which were built years ago. 
and they are still being run in that manner at a very, very nominal fee, a person just to spend the night, maybe perhaps have a meal or whatever, and he carries on. So, this person now walked in and he asked, is this a Musafir Khana? Is this a place for the travelers? It's like an inn. The king got very upset at this remark. You're standing in the royal palace and you're asking, is this a Musafir Khana? Is this a place for the travelers? So he said, Can you, does this look like a Musafir Khana to you? Does this look like a place that for travelers? So he said that, uh, presently you are here. Who was here before you? He says, well, my father, he was the king. And before him, before him was my grandfather. And before him, well, my great-grandfather. So where's your great-grandfather now? So he passed away. And your grandfather, he also passed away. Your father, well, he also passed away. He says, well, all these people were here. They came and they gone. The next person came and went. The third person came and went. You are here today. You'll be gone tomorrow. This is a musafir khana. People are coming and going. Like any other place where musafirs come, where travelers come. They spend a night, two nights, and they're gone. Yeah, well, they're spending a little bit more time. Maybe one, two years, few years. But what's the difference in that and this apart from maybe the duration of time? This too is a musafir khana. This was a person who Allah Ta'ala had inspired with something that struck the heart of this king. And he realized that this is something that I can't take life for granted. I'm a musafir also. I'm also on a journey. And when I will move on to the next station, I have no idea. And this is that kind of situation where when that flight time comes, it never leaves the passenger behind. There's no such thing as the gates are closed. The person is snatched without any gates. He is made to board that flight without a choice. The issue is that there's no board for him to go and see what time this flight is going to take off. That he has to be ready all the time. That flight takes off without notice and it doesn't leave his passenger behind. So this is the message he's giving here. That Have we ever considered this? Have we ever thought about it? Considered that how many places were like this? It was very well inhabited. There was so much of activity in it. So much of laughter and joking. So many functions. So many family gatherings. What not happened in there? And now? It's just desolate. It's either completely now uninhabited. Or somebody else has come now. All that is gone. That's in our history. And like never, it never happened. So this is the lesson to take. That just as this happened to others, one day is going to happen to me and my place also. Jagaji lagane ki dunya nahi hai, ya ibrat ki jahe tamasha nahi hai. The world is not a place of attachment, it is a place of lesson and not a show. The world is not a place to attach one's heart. We'll use the world. Allah Ta'ala has made these ni'mats and bounties for us to use. قُلْ مَنْ حَرَّمَ زِينَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي أَخْرَجَ لِعِبَادِهِ وَالطَّيِّبَاتِ مِنَ الرِّزْقِ Allah Ta'ala has made these things halal for his servants. So whatever is halal, whatever is permissible, what has been acquired in a halal manner, it's not creating any kind of pride, any arrogance. A person is not oppressing anybody in that process of acquiring it or using it. Alhamdulillah. And he must make shukar upon that. Make shukar and that shukar will take him to Allah Ta'ala also. But the heart must never be attached to it. It will be in his hands. It will be in his pocket. If it is something delicious to eat, he'll eat. It will be in his mouth. It will go into his stomach. And if it is something comfortable to sleep on, he'll sleep on it. Whatever it is, he'll enjoy the bounties that Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with that has come in a halal manner but his heart for Allah Ta'ala dust bakar dil bayar this is an Urdu saying that dust bakar person's hands 
involved in his work, in his occupation, in his skill, in his profession, whatever else, meaning his hand is involved in dunya, but dil bayar, his heart with his beloved Allah Ta'ala. Heart is for Allah Ta'ala. So, this is that aspect that this dunya, this dunya is to be lived in, is to be used, but not to attach the heart to it. This is not a place of merrymaking and, and amusement, this is a place of lesson. Rumi Rahmatullah gives that beautiful example that this dunya, the example of a person who has to pass through this dunya is like the example of a ship that has to cross over water. It has to go from one point to the other. So to reach its destination, it will have to sail over water. It can't sail on dry land. It will require the water to sail. But as long as it's sailing on the water, then that water will be a means of great benefit for it. That the water is under it, and the ship is sailing on the water. Then that water is a great help to it, it's a great benefit to it, and it's a bounty and a blessing to it. But as soon as that water starts filling into the ship, then that is the disaster of that ship. Then it's going to sink. So that water is necessary, but under it, not inside it. Likewise, this dunya is Darul Azbab. It's, we need it for our phase of dunya, but we need it outside us. It must not go inside the heart. And what will determine whether it's gone inside the heart or not? How a person acquires it, how he spends it, whether he allows it to become a distraction in fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala, whether it becomes a means of falling into sin, all these things are the indicators. That if it is not becoming an obstacle in any way, rather it is becoming a means of earning the akhirat, with that dunya he is earning the akhirat, then that is ni'mal mata'ah, that is tremendously great, a great good, it's something that is of great benefit. So this is the lesson that is being given, that we are supposed to be looking around and taking a lesson from all these things and preparing for our death. Mele khak me ahle shah kaise kaise, maki ho gaye la maka kaise kaise. Hue namwar be nisha kaise kaise, zami kha gayi asma kaise kaise. So how did the men of dignity mix with dust? How did the owner of many a home become homeless? Many a person had great position, status, he perhaps was a king, he was a ruler, he was what else. But where is he now? Many of the person who had all that power, and pomp and glory and whatever else, but the person is in the dust now. And how many a person was inhabiting that huge palace, but now he's homeless. His home also is that small grave. And what's happening inside the grave, Allah knows. So, this is the message, that how did the famous become effaced, and how did the Earth devour the sky. The earth devoured the sky meaning that once upon a time a person was high and mighty in terms of his own mind. I am somebody. I am something. I am above everybody. I can do as I wish. So he was like the sky meaning feeling like he's above everyone. Very proud and arrogant and haughty. And, but one day the earth devoured the sky. The earth is far down. But yes, the day comes when the earth devours the sky also. Meaning, the person who was trying to make himself very high and mighty, but Allah Ta'ala is the Almighty. And that day comes when this insan will have to go and lie in the grave. So, this is a lesson that we should always be concerned and considering the reality that 
Today I'm here. Tomorrow I'm gone. Tomorrow sometime is far away. Many a person is walking on earth today and his kafan has already been washed. He doesn't know about it. He doesn't know that kafan is for me. That grave has already been dug. It's already prepared. But only nobody knew who they prepared it for. That grave is ready waiting for him. He's walking merrily on the earth. Before the next morning he's already inside. How often it happens. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq of being prepared for this death. And the preparation for this death is very simple. That we keep into the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. That is the simple preparation for this death. That whatever Allah Ta'ala commands, we keep to that. What Allah Ta'ala has ordered us to do, we do. What Allah Ta'ala has forbidden us, forbidden us from, we refrain from it. Simple, very, very straightforward prescription for the preparation of death. Then, mashallah, many, many things to enhance this preparation. We should be as much as possible engaging in all that as well. But the simple bottom line prescription is we keep to the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, subhanakallah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah.